Hey, you guys, I'm your host, Deanna, and welcome to the Becoming a Divine Lady podcast. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Becoming a Divine Lady podcast. I hope that everybody is having a great day and a great week so far. Thank you for deciding to listen to a podcast today. The support is definitely appreciate it. You know, I like to start out with a few reminders before we do get started with the topic of the day. I know I haven't mentioned it in the last few podcasts, but if you can please make sure that you rate and leave a review of the podcast. Um, When you rate and leave a review and let other people know who haven't heard the podcast before, how this podcast has helped you in any way, how you feel about the podcast. If there is a particular topic that helped you more than others, you can speak about that particular podcast. But if you can please just leave that review down below. Um, And if you can rate the show as well, between one and five stars. If for any reason that your platform that you're listening to the podcast on does not have an option where you can comment or leave a review, we also offer that option on our website, which is www.becomingadivinelady.com, where in the contact section, we have the option where you can write your review there, you can rate the show as well, and then we'll add it to our website as the reviews of the podcast, okay? I appreciate and thank you all in advance for that. While you are on the website, make sure that you download your free screensaver for your phone or or any device that you have that you want to download it on. But we have the full armor of God. Um, We also offer the pray method to guide you on your technique when you're praying. We offer the fasting with purpose to assist with fasting and the Daniel fast food list, which provides you with the different list of foods that you can and cannot have during a Daniel fast. Okay. But those free resources are created just for you ladies. Um, so go ahead, go to the website, check it out, um, download it. It is free of charge. It doesn't take up much room, but again, these are free resources that you can have, um, either on your devices as your screensaver or just as um, saved documents that you can keep on your phone or any device, again, that you may have. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the daily devotionals that are brought to you by Faith Walker Monday through Friday, okay? And, of course, those are a great way to start your mornings, all right? So I think that's all I have for the reminders today. Let's go ahead and get started with today's topic, which is called, What Do You Have? And that's actually going to be the self-reflection for today. What do you have? Okay, let's go ahead and get started. All right. So sometimes we don't think that we have anything for God to multiply, right? Because we lack in confidence in the gifts and or the resources that God has given us. Right. And me personally, I have struggled a lot in building my business for this very reason. I struggle. And this is like a confidence um, that has caused me at times to hesitate and like walk away from things that seemed like it's too big for me, right? And a lack of confidence is a form of doubt. And doubt is a lack of faith, which blocks God from moving in our lives, right? We have to believe that if God brought it to us, that he would help us see it through. And I know that I'm not alone when it comes to these thoughts that I have. So this is why I wanted to talk about this topic today. Like I often sit back and think about where I am in my life, right? And my age, my job, and just where I want to be compared to where I'm at right now. And I think about these things and I want to, I want to do more, right? I want to see 
more things. And I just honestly just want to do. But 99% of the time, I get in my own way. And I start to have all types of thoughts of why I'm not able to complete or follow through or even start certain things. And I start to feel inadequate. Feeling like I'm not qualified for things. And I start to have like a pity party for myself. Feeling like I don't have what it takes to get through a challenge or that difficulty, right? So knowing these thoughts are a problem, I started to think like how many of us divine ladies feel the same way? And it could be with so many other scenarios where we are in situations where it seems like we lose sleep over because we're stressed, right? Because we don't know how we're going to get out of a situation or how we're going to make it or what's next or what do we do? What are we going to do now? It can even be a scenario of finances thinking about like, I wish I would have saved money because now I can't pay a bill. Or it can be like, I wish I would have made better choices, wishing that certain things or certain situations didn't happen at all. And what happens when we have these type of thoughts, we start to dig a hole deeper and deeper into disappointment sometimes, right? So we really start to place the feelings of inadequacy on our lives. So I want to read this story from the Bible, and it can be found in 2 Kings Chapter four, verses one through seven. And it's about a widow woman, a widow woman with the olive oil. Okay. And it reads, one day the widow of a member of the group of the prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you was dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help Elisha asked? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what's left over. Now, I suggest if you have not read that story, um, you go back and read it if you have time or if you can. Again, it's in Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7. through 7. Okay, and see what this story means to you, because, again, to everyone, you can get different things out of different scriptures and different meanings and what it means to you at that moment. And this scripture in particular has meant different things to me. But this time, if you stop at verse four, right after Elisha gave the widow the instructions, you would think this was pretty much useless, right? You would think that it was like unhelpful advice. When you think about it, this woman just said that she had a jar of oil. How does collecting plenty of jars for a small amount of oil solve this problem? She had a flask of olive oil. They're not that big. But she's collecting jars, plural, with an S. So to me, it seems like it's not the right answer for what she's dealing with, right? 
If Elisha was to say, I'll give you a loan, sure, but go collect jars for the little oil you have and fill them up. That's another thing. But just know that if I was her in that moment, I would have left there thinking like, what's plan B? Because what he said really doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense. But not only that, I'm also thinking just how uncomfortable the whole situation is. And I and I don't know about you all, but have you noticed that people don't really like to ask people for help? Like I'm one of those people. I don't really like to ask people for help. Now, imagine this. If I, if I was to tell you that to solve your problem, right, that you have to go to not one but several of your neighbors, knock on their door and ask them, can you have some jars? Not borrow, but can you have some jars? Because remember, she took these jars, she poured the olive oil in it, and this is how she paid her debt. So she wasn't giving it back to the neighbors. So she asked, can she have these jars? Again, not from one, but several of her neighbors. And I would be thinking like, no, no, thank you. Like, can we come up with something else? That would have been me if I was the widow woman. Just being honest with you all. That's just what my first instinct would have been. We don't know if this widow woman feels the same. This is just how... I would feel, right? But we also don't know if this woman has already been in a situation where she had to ask neighbors before, can she borrow something or can she have something? This is why it's a great story. Because it continues to show just what faith can do. It shows what trust in God can do and what obedience, when absolutely nothing makes sense, can do. And it actually shows that having faith itself doesn't make sense a lot of the times. And when we do things and believe for things that seem next to impossible, and if we still believe because we believe who God is, God is God of the impossible, right? It's not going to be logical. It's not going to make sense to everybody, right? It says in Matthew 19, 26, it says, with God, all things are possible. So when our situations seem dark and hopeless as if there is no way out, We must remember that and have faith that it will turn around and it may not make sense. And it also makes us really uncomfortable, especially when we are called to do something about it, right? Whether it's to be a leader, a successful business owner, a mother, a teacher, a missionary, whatever it is, I feel like when he calls us to do the uncomfortable, it's not for his entertainment, right? It's most likely that he's asking us to act out of faith. So that he can provide for us or for us to grow and learn a lesson through the process. He's doing it because he loves us and he knows better than anyone that great things are never born from being comfortable. This is something that we have to keep reminding ourselves because I'm sure we are all a fan of the comfort zone. That's just, we all like to be comfortable. But just like the widow in the oil, I'm sure she was uncomfortable asking her neighbors for things, but she did it. She did it and look where it got her. And so when I think about her story, it shows me that when you say yes to God's plans, no matter how uncomfortable, how awkward, how embarrassing, you are going to experience a miracle. You are going to experience God's glory. But also it takes having faith. It takes saying yes, even if it doesn't make sense. And it takes saying yes, even if your natural instinct is to second guess and talk yourself out of things. That's what I do. I talk myself out of things when I know that God has called me for certain things. I know that God has told me to do certain things and I talk myself out of it. 
But if this woman, if this widow would have talked herself out of it because it didn't make sense to her to go get jars for oil when she only had a, a small flask of olive oil, it didn't make sense. If she would have talked herself out of it, then they would have came and took her sons. But despite the lessons of trust, obedience, and faith, what truly hit home for me about the story is not so much of what the widow did, but the question Elisha asked her. He asked her, what do you have? And this is what I really want us to focus on today. I think those four words, what do you have, really make up the entire story. And it's from these words that the widow was able to pay her debt. From Elisha asking her, what do you have? She went to Elisha with nothing and left with something. But in that time, nothing had been added to her. She left exactly how she came, except with the knowledge of how viable what she already had was. He didn't physically give her anything. He asked her, what do you have? And I think we often do this. We often lose sight of what's right in front of us. And we forget to ask ourselves this question entirely. And I get it. Life is hard and it's easy to get distracted by the needs, by the demands and and by the desires of today. I get it. And the world is constantly on a go. And when we try to keep up with the world or keep up with the Joneses, as people say, we find ourselves in need and we want a lot more. We wake up to the reality of the things that we don't have and we get carried away focusing on a lot of these things instead of what we do have. And we spend A lot of that time just complaining and asking God for so many things, forgetting that he has already given us plenty. He has already given us what we need. He has already given us a lot. And I use the word plenty because in the case of the widow, she had a small flask of oil. She had a small jar of oil. But was it really small, right? It didn't actually tell us the amount of jars that she filled with it. But from what we understand, she still had more oil that was flowing and she ran out of jars. So God provided her what she needed with what she already had. It says in verse six, it says soon every container was filled to the broom. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the oil stopped flowing The oil was flowing. If you have a certain size flask of olive oil, can you go and fill a bunch of jars? Logically, no. So what if we go back with the things that we have that we may not consider as much, it can actually be more than enough. So this goes back to the last two podcasts of blooming where we are planted and trusting God in the unknown. We may not have the fancy houses, but what do you have? You may not have your dream job, but what do you have? You may not have the big family that you dreamed about, but what do you have? You don't have those qualifications that you thought you would, but what do you have? Like the list is endless. What do you have? It's the question. And we all have different things that we want at this moment. Things that we may have been wanting or things we just realized we want, that's fine. But what we need to learn is in the pursuit of these things, instead of paying attention to the absence of them in our lives, of what we don't have, we should be focusing on the things that's right in front of us. So take a look around and ask yourself, what do I have? We focus on everything that we don't have. 
instead of realizing what we do have. But I really like the question for a couple of reasons because it makes you stop and look inward, right? What do I have? I like that question because it put things into perspective, right? When we think life is bad, we have to realize it's not all that bad. But it's hard to see that sometimes because in our mind, the bad thing constantly outweigh the good. But there are things in our life right now that can highlight all the good parts about life. But when you ask yourself, what are those things? Focus on them. Another reason I like this question is because it shows us that we don't need anything extra to be great. We already have what it takes to be great within us. It's already within us or it's in front of us. Just like the widow. God gave her and left her with everything that she needed. She paid off her debts and was able to live off what was left with just that small jar of oil. God gives us everything that we need. We just need to try and always remember that it's what we need and not what we want. Because this is where we can get lost and start to think that God is just not answering our prayers simply because he's not giving us what we want. But it also teaches us to place value on the small things. We don't consider the small things we have as value, whether it's the breath that we take, right? Or the family that we have or the car that we're driving. Like these are things that we take for granted, but they are meaningful. They mean a lot and they go a long way. So if we look at the story of the widow, it just shows that God multiplies what we surrender to him. So anything that we think is small, our jobs, our houses, our dreams, when we give it to God, he can multiply it. It's the small things that he can do the big things with. So ladies, again, ask yourself, what do I have? And then surrender it all to God, okay? So ladies, we're going to stop right there. I hope that this podcast was helpful for you all. Please make sure that you share, rate, and comment on this podcast. Please don't forget to head to the website and check out the free resources to download and to have on all your devices. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the daily devotionals. And of course, you ladies know I would like to end with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come today saying thank you. We thank you for being who you are, oh God. We thank you for being all that we need, morning, noon, and night, oh God, 24 hours a day, oh God. We thank you for that your mercies are fresh and new on every morning, oh God. We thank you for that each and every day we open our eyes that you have shown us mercy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we we love you and we lift you high above every care, every issue, every concern that we have in the name of Jesus. We give you glory in every single thing that we do. And again, we just want to say thank you. So Father God, we ask that you may please forgive us for our sins knowingly and unknowingly, oh God. We ask that you please cleanse us from all unrighteousness, oh God. We ask that you please forgive us for our actions and the resulting consequences for our sins, oh God. We ask that you please Free us from any strongholds in our lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we ask that you please show us and remind us that what we have already is enough, oh God. That we are lovable enough, that we are good enough, that we are beautiful enough, that we are smart enough. And that with you by our side, that you will make sure that we are where we need to be and we have all that we need, oh God. So please reveal to us what we already have, those talents, those qualifications, and what you have given us, oh God. We thank you for declaring that we are enough in you and because of you, oh God. God, and any time that the enemy tries to tell us lies and tell us that we're not enough or that we don't have enough, that you silence the enemy, oh God, and allow us to be able to listen to your voice and truth instead of those lies, oh God. We are so grateful 
to belong to you, O oh God. And we know and we are thankful that you alone have the final word on our identities and our destinies, O oh God. So again, we say thank you, Lord. We honor you and we adore you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So ladies, that's all for today. I hope you ladies have a great rest of your week. Bye, ladies.